0: Welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan. I'm here with my co-host, Andrew Dobius and Bryant Corrigan. Today, we're going to be going over our top 10 wide receivers for fantasy football. Yes. Let's are you, do this. Yeah, what are you guys thinking? Let's do this. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm it's Jacked. Pre- yeah, Andrew almost drowned. I almost <laughs> drowned. Right yeah, pre show.
1: Yeah, he was taking a sip of water and he almost drowned. Himself. I started choking. I almost spit it everywhere. A two person podcast is yeah. a lot less fun than it,
2: three. It so is. I invite yeah. Andrew Pulls. Definitely. Through. <laughs> what, would, what would we do without a wild card? We wouldn't have Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. we
0: wouldn't have a mild card per se. We wouldn't yeah. have uh, the, dobes, uh, <laughs> the
2: Dobes pick of the, yeah. the day. No, Nailed we would not. We have yet to make a family for that. Yeah. Oh, I have a pick for it. You'll yeah. be surprised. You'll be yeah. surprised. Yeah. I'll All, be right. surprised. <laughs>
0: I'm All right. We're going to jump right into it. Uh, today, for wide receivers, our number one wide receiver for fantasy football this year is DeAndre Hopkins. What? Yeah, what? Yeah,
1: shocker. <laughs> DeHop is the D-hop. overall wide receiver consensus one. Right. Uh, mm. Plays for the Houston Texans, and he's really displayed since he entered the league the perfect mix of skill, talent, and opportunity. Um, We all have him as a number one, like I said, because of his freakishly athletic ability. Yep. Um, But also, the opportunity. Uh, Like I mentioned in the quarterback podcast, Deshaun Watson is able to generate big plays because of his scrambling and outside-of-the-pocket plays. So when he scrambles out of the pocket, you can really see DeAndre Hopkins' All the way down the field with his arms flailing in the air saying, give me the ball. Just
2: those <laughs> giant hands. Yeah, too.
1: so you can really just, you see Deshaun Watson just chuck it up mm-hmm. 70 yards to him. So I think that's one of the most exciting things about DeAndre Hopkins is an opportunity. Um, something I am afraid of, uh, he did proclaim he was badly hurt last season but played nice. through it. He didn't tell anybody until after the season. Yeah. So it's horrifying if that was injured DeAndre Hopkins. was healthy DeAndre Hopkins. Because yeah, that, that was dog. horrifying.
2: He's only missed one regular season game due to injury in his career. So. Right. Oh, the dude's the fighter. Yeah. Yeah, I... It, I mean, he's obviously the number one choice. Um, a little fun fact about him. He had 105 straight catches without a drop this last season. That's insane to me. I mean... It, you, you get thrown the ball 105 times, and you don't drop the ball, both literally and figuratively. That's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah, I mean, we have trouble catching the first throw we get of anything. I yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's... I
0: mean, that's what makes us barely athletic. Oh, yeah, yeah. nice. Comes full circle. <laughs> comes full circle. Um,
1: yeah, no, he finished second in receptions and yards last year. Mm-hmm. I don't see any reason for that to change. He's a focal point of the offense. I think he will get less of a target share yeah. um, and less peppered with targets if both Will Fuller and Kiki Cutie are healthy. Um, but this is going to be a high-octane offense. Deshaun Watson is getting better and better, and I think there's there's no reason they sh- he shouldn't end the season as number one. Um, something I like to do is make restaurant comparisons. So this one I think is pretty funny. You guys have not eaten at Fogo de Chão. No, no. So you don't know how incredible the experience is. No. Right, I'm. I don't have money. For, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. For people that do know or who have eaten in Fogo de Chão, it's an all-you-can-eat Brazilian steakhouse. And it's just the best meat you could ever eat. So you just eat and eat and eat until you feel sick. DeAndre Hopkins is similar to Fogo de Chão. Because if you have him on your team, after the week is over, you lay back in your chair, unbuckle your pants... And just look at your score with satisfaction.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> overcome with nice. happiness. You just had the best experience of your life. I was I was a little concerned with where that was going. Like, I didn't know where you were with that I was like, it is it he gonna compare well. the meat to catches? Or? Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't love him that much.
2: He's yeah. got endless catches. So it's it, true, it no, it's well. true. All you yeah. can eat. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um if Cootie and Fuller are healthy, Hopkins is so say good. Cootie? I probably <laughs> Cutie. did. Cutie. Cutie. Again, I'm bad with names. <laughs> Cutie I'm, gonna, I'm dude, very you, bad you've with names. We've got to stay with the Cuties, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got <laughs> to watch out. Yeah, you, you got to watch out. Yeah. I'm terrible with names, <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to mispronounce a name probably at least twice an episode. Your heart's yeah. in the right place. We can start yeah. marking it down. But not your pinkies. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> low blows. It's not that low. It's all right. <laughs> We're all good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to see a little less targets this year if both wide receivers are still healthy. I'm not going to say their names again cuz I'm probably going to mess yeah, up. Yeah. But
1: and, yeah, he should still get an enormous amount yeah. of targets. Not worried. He's efficient. He gets the opportunities. He's, He's going to be clear a top number three. 1. He's going to be a top 3 worst case. Mm-hmm. As the resident Packer fan, yeah. I will Let's take the liberty it. to discuss my man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Devontae the Hammer at the <laughs> hammer. Is that actually his <laughs> name or did he just come it up? It
1: is no. I just came up
2: with that it. it felt right. right, Let's so start with that. that. Right. Uh, Get Devontae Adams on the line.
1: He is the most consistent fantasy football wide receiver you could ever hope for. He has an extraordinarily low bust rate, and he always delivers a respectful fantasy performance. Uh, he was tied in the NFL for second most targets last season with 169. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's glorious. Um, Rogers' number one target has historically always been fantastic and will always finish in the top five wide receivers. I know that's my heart talking, but it's when Rodgers is on and he has a talented
2: receiver, it's
1: it's golden. It's just, it's you can chalk it up to magic. I call it magic. It's almost it's to the gonna point happen. where
2: it's annoying and how good yeah, the connection is. Yeah, As a non-Packer fan.
1: It's fun just, as a Packer fan. I yeah. can
2: easily see where it become annoying. It's just, whoever Rodgers' number one receiver is, is just going to have a great year. Yeah, he he routinely delivers double-digit touchdown Mm -hmm.
1: totals. Last three seasons. Yeah, gets peppered with targets. He's great at catching the ball. He's not the most elite player. I wouldn't say he has Mm -hmm. the raw skills of a Julio Jones or a DeAndre Hopkins. He makes the most of it. If Rodgers trusts him, he's going to keep getting those opportunities. He's great in the red zone. He's consistent. You know, I have no doubt he's going to be a top-five wide receiver. You know, with the new offense... I'm hoping Rodgers will have more authority at the line of scrimmage, which will let him shower his number one receiver
2: with a lot of fantasy football loving. Yeah, and yeah, he finished third last season in fantasy points. Uh, He was actually first out of wide receivers in points per game. So Hmm. he's going to be consistent. And it was a disappointing season. I mean, honestly, let's point that out too. The Packers had a lot of stalled drives, uh, and it was a disappointing season. Exactly. So If if that's Aaron Rodgers on a disappointing season, let's see what happens with a new coach, with a new offense, can yeah. big? Yeah, I'm a big believer in Devontae
1: Adams. I have him as my number two. I think you do as well. Yep. You know, he's he'll deliver fantasy goodness all season long. mm mm-hmm. um, Yeah, you know, like I mentioned, double-digit touchdowns for the last three seasons. I'm expecting nothing else moving forward. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to let you talk about the next guy. Our consensus number three yes. is
2: Julio Jones. Julio Jones was the most targeted wide receiver last year with 170 targets, which is only one more than Devontae Adams. But most targeted wide receiver last year. Uh, He also had the most yards among wide receivers last year with 1,677 yards. Um, And that's over 100 more yards than DeAndre Hopkins, which is in second place. Um, He's had five straight seasons with at least 1,400 yards. The only issue that I have with him, the only reason why I think he's not number two, uh, is the lack of touchdowns. He's only had 11 touchdowns in the last two seasons.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's always been Julio Jones's kind of X factor. The wild card or the wild card factor with Julio Jones is his ability to score touchdowns, like you mentioned. He's obviously fantastic at generating yards, mm-hmm. but touchdowns is his kryptonite. He's never scored more than eight touchdowns, mm-hmm. which is crazy because when you think Julio Jones, you think superstar. Yep. Um, his last four years, these are his touchdown totals. Eight three six eight. Yeah, that's not what you would expect from someone of his caliber. So, and it's kind of a joke every year in the off season, the Falcons coaches say, you know, we have to get Julio Jones more involved in the red zone. Well, no freaking duh. Yeah, you have exactly. this freak of a human being. Um, but for whatever reason, they just can't figure it out. Whether it's Jones not being confident in the yeah. red zone, Matt Ryan not liking to target him. If they can figure out the touchdowns, uh, he could finish the number one. He is such a Mm -hmm. freak
2: of nature athletically. He's got the yardage. He just needs a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So if he can figure out touchdowns, if he has an up year, it's going to be great. But he has a tendency to kind of yo-yo his touchdown totals. Mm -hmm. Kind of like Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan really yo-yos with his touchdown totals. Uh, Up, down, up, down, up, down. Hoping for a up year for Julio Jones. Mm -hmm. You know, if he can figure that out, he'll be number one. If he can't figure it out, no surprise, he'll be a top-five wide receiver.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, the sad part is that Jones didn't even lead the team in reception touchdowns. I mean, Calvin really had 10. Right. Jones only had 8. Uh, it is a very pass-hungry offense, though. I, I like that about Atlanta. And like you said, Julio Jones could be number one if he can figure out how to get those touchdowns. If they can get the touchdowns to Julio Jones, he'd be number one wide receiver. Otherwise, worst case... Top five like he is right now.
1: Well, I think is another thing worth pointing out is the Falcons have probably one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and they play in a division where their opponents can put up points. That, it's an insane... Oh, division. they're facing Jameis and the Buccaneers. Yeah. They're facing Cam Newton. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be facing opponents who can put up points. Brees. Breeze. at that God. offense. Ridiculous. So they're going to have to sling it like crazy. Yeah. Julio mm-hmm. Jones will be the primary beneficiary of that. And with Calvin Ridley emerging, mm-hmm. he's going to take more attention off Julio. So Julio will have more space to operate and do what he does best. Yeah. Um, next up, at number four, we have Tyreek Hill. Now, all things aside, our job is to focus on fantasy football yeah. and not, not whatever assumptions about a person. Yeah. They're off-the-field issues. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's been a pretty big off-season storyline with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. We won't address that. Our jobs of fantasy football will stick with it. Mm -hmm. We will let you guys come to your own conclusions on what a certain player has
2: done. Yeah, the big thing about that is we know he's not going to be suspended. That's the main thing we're focusing on right now, not whatever he did off the field. He's not going to be suspended. As of right now, he's going to play every game.
1: Yeah, and that was huge. Uh, Tyreek Hill finished last season as the number one overall wide receiver. Uh, his fate was directly tied to Patrick Mahomes, who number one quarterback last was year. amazing last year. And as someone who had Tyreek Hill, I've almost never had as much fun watching fantasy football or watching he's
2: real football insane. as when I was watching Tyreek Hill on the field. He's insane. I don't know how he gets open so much and he's not even that big of a guy too, but he can just jump up and catch the ball. He's an
1: extraordinary athlete. Um, a a lot of people think he's pretty boomer bust. Um and I wouldn't say he's boom and bust he's more small boom and big boom (laughs) yeah Uh, he has a really safe floor because of the way the chiefs incorporate him yeah um not only do they use him as a receiver um they really use him as a rusher as well. He'd mm-hmm. usually get a few opportunities a game where they'd throw him, throw him a pass in the backfield, and he'd sprint and go up the field, or even hand the ball off to him. I've, right. I've seen that happen in the end zone. They yep. do jet sweep. Absolutely. They really use him creatively. Andrew Reed's done a wonderful job with that offense. His floor is high because mm-hmm. they really do incorporate him in all facets of the game: kick return, you know, running the
2: ball, anything they need.
1: Oh, quick throws, long throws. And once again, Patrick Mahomes, when he escapes the pocket, he can sling it out of the stadium. So he yeah. just has to without move. even looking. Yeah, he just has to chuck it, yeah. and nobody's as fast as Tyreek. So if he gets a, a step on him, you know he's gone. Yeah. So they I called
2: Cheetah for a reason.
1: That's <laughs> true. Speed. That's fair. I am expecting the Chiefs to take a little step back this year. Mm-hmm. I think other coordinators will, you know, be able to stop them more effectively going into another year of their system. I think they'll still be fantastic. I'm yep. still expecting great things. I think Tyreek Hill has a pretty high floor and obviously a, a gigantic ceiling. He does have off-the-field issues. Uh, you can't predict how those things will play out. He is risky. I have him as my number four overall wide
0: receiver.
2: Yep.
0: All right, yeah, moving on. We're bringing it back down to the south, going down to New Orleans. Our number five is Michael Thomas.
2: Michael Thomas. So the big news about him, he's holding out for a new contract. Uh in my opinion, with barely any facts backing this up, I think Michael Thomas I think they will get an agreement on it I just got a feeling, I mean there's no facts backing this up, but I feel like they have a good relationship they can back it, you know, he will get a new contract,
0: I'm praying honestly, yeah, thank you Andrew for the rock solid -solid analysis analysis. we can always rely on Andrew, the mild card To get that rock-solid analysis uh-huh. in here. Thank you. It's all emotion. Yeah. Oh, I no not slap you. He,
2: <laughs> he had the most receptions last year with 125 receptions, so he yep. led the league in receptions. That's that's a fact. That one's a fact, not emotion right there. Uh, Thank you. No wide receiver in history was more efficient last year than Michael Thomas. He caught 125 passes out of 147 targets last year.
1: Yeah. Michael Thomas is an elite wide receiver. Um you know, I, I do have a lot of questions about Michael Thomas this year. Uh, like you said, he was historically efficient, mm-hmm. which is a awesome, awesome thing. However, with Drew Brees's you know pass attempts falling, Sean Payton is handing the keys of the offense to Alvin Kamara. Yep. If for whatever reason Michael Thomas is not able to be as efficient on the same number of passing attempts or less, his production is going to suffer. If he regresses to the mean with you know that efficiency, you're looking at a much different Michael Thomas output. Yeah,
2: I agree. Going back to the Drew Brees throwing less, uh, last year or last season was the first season uh, that he threw less than 500 passing attempts.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I fully expect Michael Thomas to be great this year. I think it is a warning flag. What we saw last year was the ceiling for what Michael Thomas can do, mm-hmm. or as close to it as we can predict. Yeah, I Obviously agree. an amazing season. That was the ceiling. I don't like expecting the ceiling for each player every year. Uh, He did it with grace. He did it fantastically. But keep in mind, what we saw last year, that's the ceiling. I'm not expecting much more than that. Um, But, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of Michael Thomas and his game. He's shown he can work with quick passes, the deep ball, red zone. He's Drew Brees' guy. When they need more than 10 yards, it's going to Michael Thomas. And he's getting it.
2: Yeah, uh, Michael Thomas got 1,405 yards last season. The rest of the Saints receiving core had 1,100. So Michael Thomas is getting the yards. Oh, reliable. Yeah. Uh, I think a next factor is if TreQuan
1: Smith can take a step forward. Uh, TreQuan showed he's a great wide receiver. Uh, he's a speedster with a huge body that can really, you know, kind of be a game breaker. Mm-hmm. He's a very raw talent. Um, and he displayed kind of that immaturity on the field last year, uh, just undisciplined play style. But if he can really progress with his skill set, that would really allow defenses to take less att- or put less attention on Michael Thomas and let Michael Thomas operate more as a yards-after-catch guy. Um, yeah, so I think that's going to be a huge X-, X factor. They have Torrey Smith on the team as well. He's a speedster who can really stretch the field. Mm-hmm. I expect great things from the Saints. They are in a division where there's going to be points scored,
2: Yes. and Michael
1: Thomas will be a beneficiary yeah. of that.
2: Do you think it wears his worst? Will he still make top 10 at his worst oh, man. if he plays all the games? You know, Breeze plays all the games.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, that's a good question. I think it would take a lot to kick him out of the top 10 or 12.
2: Um, you know, I can
1: see a scenario... But I mean, once again, Drew Brees is old. Yeah, their backup quarterback, I would not be all that excited for Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> yeah, Teddy two gloves. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. Uh, I could see where Drew Brees takes a step back or gets hurt, mm-hmm. um, and if Michael Thomas is less effective with his catches, that would really affect his his output. Um, I I feel safe with him as a top yeah. twelve option. Me too. Uh, I'm not going to predict injury for Breeze. I'm not going to predict uh, offense falling apart because Sean Payton's a master. I mean, he's a maestro of offense. He's mm-hmm. displayed for a long, long time. He can get it done at a high level. Yeah. With his playmakers, he'll get the most out of them. Michael Thomas should be stellar once again. Uh, the next player we're going to talk about,
0: I'm really excited to talk
1: about, um, but we will get to that after our break, which Brendan will announce.
0: Yeah, so thank you so much for listening uh, this far. Uh, we'll be right back with our last five after our break.
1: All right, this next player is our consensus number six overall wide receiver. I'm really excited about this one because this excited. is there is a huge, huge range of outcomes for this player. Um, and I, I can honestly really see the argument for both cases. This person could finish as top five or they could finish outside the top 12. Uh, This player is the Pittsburgh wide receiver one, Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju is this year's most interesting wide receiver. Uh, You really saw last year what he was able to do with a lot of Ben Roethlisberger's attention. Um, Outside of Antonio Brown, he was really able to do a lot of damage um, opposite Brown. So I'm really curious with... Antonio Brown, Jesse James, and Le'Veon Bell leaving. There's a huge amount of targets to be replaced. Uh, If Juju can steal more of the target share, he can take a step forward. I will warn, I think what we saw last year was pretty close to Juju's ceiling. He did have an insane target share of the offense. And last year, Big Ben had a ridiculous amount of attempts. It
2: was insane. He had
1: 675 attempts in 2018 which is just insane. (laughs) That's such a large amount. He had more passing yards than Pat Mahomes. Yes, and I I don't expect that to be replicated. And I I also think there might be a little bit of a learning curve with Juju becoming a number one Mm -hmm. wide receiver. With all that attention put on him, I, I honestly don't know if he can make that switch. I hope he does. I hope he does I'm really too. Excited. I I really like him. I think that's a huge learning curve, and I think he was hugely. I think a huge reason he was as successful as he was, is because of the respect defenses had to give to Antonio Brown, yeah. who led the league in NFL with touch, in touch touchdowns last fifteen. Season. Yep, and that was with Juju being who Juju was. Yeah. So you know, I I'm worried. I think one of the biggest detractors about Juju is kind of the unknown factor if he can step into the number one position mm-hmm. when defenses try to cover him as a number one. Uh,
2: I think Big Ben's going to regress this year. He it, had a. It's hard to... I mean, I can't believe he's going... He played to out s- of his mind yeah, last year. He was amazing. There's no way that he's not going to regress this year. Yeah,
1: no, he played out of his mind. Um, and he's losing... I don't want to say all of his best players. Two very big, two uh, of the best. Two of the best players in the NFL. He lost. So I I think he's going to struggle. He is an injury risk. Uh, I think there's a lot of reasons he can suffer. Juju Smith-Schuster had 166 targets last year, which is an insane amount. And he did a lot with them. He was able to accomplish a lot. Yeah, yeah. We will see. Uh, I'm a huge believer in Juju. I think he can take that step forward. I am a little more hesitant. I would be more willing to take a shot on somebody else in uh, at, at his ADP. Um, but, yeah, Dobes, tell me what you think, man. Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree. I mean, Antonio had 15 touchdowns last season. Someone is going to get those targets that, you know, Antonio Brown had. Juju had eight touchdowns last season. I believe he can get double digits this year if everything goes well. Uh, he finished first in total, total yards after a catch. Three hundred eighty-four, which is pretty interesting. So when he catches the ball, he's going to get some yardage after.
1: Well, and I do want to point out, yards after catch—it's—it is a really good indicator of fantasy success. Yeah. It's hard to replicate. You know mm-hmm. that does factor in long runs, uh, and that's not always something you can count on.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's something to count on. Um, I, I think a big reason why he had so many yards after catch right. is everyone's focused on Antonio Brown. This year is going to be a very exciting year for Juju. Because we're going to see what he can do against the number one corners, against the safeties that were covering Antonio Brown instead of Juju.
1: Right, and honestly, last year it was Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. This year it's going to be Juju Smith-Schuster and Dante,
2: Dante Moncrief. Yeah, Dante Moncrief. Otherwise, oh, yeah. they're planning on bringing their <laughs> second-year wide receiver, James Washington. They were Steelers are hoping yeah. that he can step up and kind of take Juju's previous role, but...
1: Which I really like James Washington. Yeah.
2: He's a great player. Yeah. But Antonio Brown and Schuster has a very
1: different feel than Juju and Moncrief. Absolutely. So we'll see. I think Juju's an incredible athlete. Mm-hmm. I think he has an extraordinarily bright future. I think there might be a learning curve. Be wary. We'll see where it ends up. Yeah,
2: I think he's still going to be top 10. I think six is the perfect spot for him. Uh, He could he could get higher, but... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely kind of all a big part depends on big ben what's going to happen to him i mean he's going to regress how much is he going to regress though
1: right and what's the team going to look like yeah yep yeah a lot of question marks in that offense an offense with a few less question marks is the cleveland cleveland train odo beckham jr yeah Uh, everybody is so Excited to see what he can do in this Browns offense mm-hmm. with we,
2: Baker Mayfield. Yeah, we put I'll, him in the number, <laughs> number seven spot.
1: Right, I'll let you take over. So, yeah. at number seven, we have Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. Andrew is a Browns bandwagoner. You know how I'll much I love take it the away.
2: Browns. I love the Browns. You have Baker Mayfield, one of the, the best young quarterbacks thrown to Odell Beckham this year. Uh, I mean, that's an upgrade in quarterbacks to me. You're, I mean, you're going from Eli Manning, who is out of his prime, obviously. <laughs> to say the least. It, to yes. say the least. It's, I mean, whenever I talk about Eli Manning, I just picture that face that he had after he got sacked, just the looking yep. for. It's classic. Uh, now we've got Baker Mayfield thrown into him. He's got a very bright future. they got a new offensive coordinator, got a new head coach. Uh, he's uh, He has a, the same wide receiver coach, Adam Henry, as uh, he had when he was on the Giants and even at LSU with Jarvis Landry. So Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are the same wide receiver coach as they did back in college, which is weird. But that's just a little fun fact I have. Um, I think if Odell Beckham can avoid any injury, any off-the-field issues because he's a little bit of a hothead, but he seems like he's kind of calming down a little bit in Cleveland besides the whole beef with Eli. I think him and Baker can be amazing this season. I think Odell can maybe make top five. Yeah, this is probably,
1: in my opinion, the most exciting off-season storyline yeah. that there's been. Um, oh, gosh, he was. There's a really good YouTube video out. Uh, it compiled all the times Eli Manning overthrew Odell Beckham Jr. It's hard what? to watch because he is wide open and Eli just misses him. It's frustrating uh, for fantasy. Uh, owners, it you know? is, and you can just you can see the frustration in Odell Beckham's. Pace. um One of the things Baker's best at is he is hyper accurate. Um, he has a big arm, extremely accurate, and he can, really can sling. He's a long ball guy, and that's something he's Odell's never really experienced in the NFL is having a quarterback like that who can throw to him. Uh, a similarity with, you know, I think he has with DeAndre Hopkins is Baker Mayfield is able to leave the pocket and scramble uh, when that play breaks down. And when the defense is trying to track down a rushing quarterback, it's really hard for defensive players to cover elite wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's... There's a good argument to be made. There isn't another wide receiver in the NFL who can separate like OBJ. Yeah, uh, I pity the fool who has to cover Odell Beckham for an extended period of time. Uh, he thrives on that. He excels in that role. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be a lot of that this year uh, with the Browns' offense. Uh, With an upgrade on quarterback, a hyper-exciting team. I mean, everybody is so excited for the Browns. So much hype around. They're a team with a dream. I think Odell Beckham has a chance to really grow his legend. Mm -hmm. I think he can capitalize on the opportunity, and as long as Baker can keep getting better, I think Odell Beckham really has a real chance
2: to finish as a top three wide receiver or even number one overall. Wow, Yeah, I agree. I agree he could be top three. Number one might be a bit of a stretch, but I do see the possibilities of that. Right, and he's playing with a better team than he's ever played with he before. He is. Honestly, He's yeah. the best team he's ever been on, and it's the Cleveland Browns. His
1: BFF is Jarvis Landry, um, but on the team, I mean, you have Jarvis Landry, who defenses have to respect. Mm-hmm. He's not, you don't think of him as a scary player, but Jarvis Landry is a successful NFL receiver. Yeah. He's just been on
2: bad teams.
1: Right. Antonio Callaway, I wouldn't want him to catch my baby. Um, Baker Mayfield, like we already mentioned, is the best quarterback. Okay, most, maybe the most dangerous. I'm, I wouldn't say best yet, uh, yeah. but I'll say the most dangerous quarterback he's ever played with. I don't think I've ever seen Eli Manning scramble outside the pocket no <laughs> nor do i want to i don't think his heart no, could take his, it
2: his best years are past yeah past. yeah
1: so i'm just thrilled to see and they're gonna be a primetime team mm-hmm. Odo beckham bless his heart loves to be the center of attention absolutely he's gonna have that opportunity this is his time to shine he's gonna rise to it uh number eight overall we have mike evans Let's do it head to tampa mike evans used to be a really exciting player and i feel like he's really fallen out of the limelight recently uh, which is silly, because last mm-hmm. year he was third overall in receiving yards. Yep. Uh, he still performs. I think, unfortunately, his success is tied with, you know, the disappointment of Jameis Winston. Yeah. Uh, winston Well, nobody's disappointed with him because they didn't expect anything. <laughs> That's true. But Jameis yeah. Winston was selected first overall yeah. in the draft. They had sky-high expectations, and they've really been disappointing because we've seen Jameis Winston... Absolutely light up teams. When he is on, he is on. We have also seen Jameis Winston, who looks or who acts like he's been kicked in the head by a horse. Yeah. Strange decisions, can't put together passes, gets in his own head. If a quarterback isn't performing, it is really hard for the wide receiver he, to perform.
2: It affects them. Measure.
1: Yeah. And Mike Evans played with Johnny Manziel. So <laughs> that's. Johnny football. Johnny football. So if, you know, if Jameis is in a contract here... If he doesn't figure it out this year, he's not going to have a job next year. He's going to be playing for his life. He's playing for himself. Um, I love the new head coach. Bruce Arians is one of my personal favorite head coaches in the NFL. Very pass-hungry. Pass-happy, aggressive, really knows how to utilize his players. So I think he's going to set Jameis up for success, and he's going to really allow... Mike Evans to be in a position to score touchdowns and really rack up
2: yards. Yeah, Bruce Arians, uh, every team he's been on it has been a top 15 passing offense. Every year he's been a head coach, been top 15. So he's, they're in the top tier of pass-hungry offense. Uh, the one thing I'm worried about is the rise of Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard.
1: Yeah, it's funny you see that as a negative. I see that as a huge bonus. Uh, For a while, it's been the Mike Evans show. Yeah, Uh, He's been dealing with all the defensive attention because that's the only person Jameis Winston (laughs) would throw to. I think Chris Godwin's going to have an amazing season. Okay, amazing might be a little too much. Chris Godwin's going to have a really good season. I think he's going to really prove a lot of people wrong. about
2: For a wide receiver at his level.
1: Right. I think he's ascending. And O.J. Howard is one of the tight ends I'm most excited about. He's basically another wide receiver. Yeah. O.J. Howard is a freak of nature. Um, with defense's head needing to respect those other pass-catching options, Mike Evans is going to have more room to operate. Mm. He's so used to playing, you know, trying to catch football as being double-teamed or triple-teamed. If it's one-on-one, I'll take Mike Evans. Yeah. Like I said, he played with Johnny Football. Uh, Manziel would just chuck it up. Mike so Evans Mike would to make it catches work. It. Um, you know, I, I think... I feel like it could be a great season for Mike Evans. I'm Mm. expecting him to remind everybody the pedigree he has. He is an extraordinary athlete. Uh, And, you know, like I mentioned, Jameis is playing for a contract. And he knows that Mike Evans is the best player on his team who can really mask his inadequacies as a quarterback and make those big plays. You know, I think Bruce Arians is going to maximize the fantasy football potential of Jameis and Mike Evans. Their destinies are tied together this season. I think Jameis is
2: going to step up when he needs to, and Mike Evans will be the beneficiary yeah. of that. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson left the team. Um, he was targeted 74 last seventy four times last year, had five TDs, so you think the majority of that will go on to Mike Evans. Is that what you're thinking? I don't know if his target share will increase by that much. Yeah. I
1: think Mike Evans is going to be able to be more effective per target. Okay, So I think he's going to be much more utilized in the red zone. Uh, and since he won't be double teamed or triple teamed as much, he'll be able to come down with more contested
2: catches. Okay. Yeah, and that's why he's in our number eight spot. I
1: mean... Yeah, no, I I dig him. Uh, and someone else I also dig is our oh. consensus number nine. You dig him, Antonio Brown. Wow. <laughs> you may have thought we were going with Stephon Diggs there with my joke, unintentional. Oh, wow, that's <laughs> that great. <laughs> we should change
2: plans. We should move Diggs to number nine.
1: Um, Antonio Brown has been. I would say the most impressive wide receiver in the NFL since Calvin Johnson retired. Wow. Okay. Um, He's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy. The guy works hard and he is a, one of the best route runners I've ever seen. He is just such a technical genius and his ability to separate and just make those plays is extraordinary. Um, You know, statistically, like I said, he's been the most impressive wide receiver for years and I, I'm just not sure if he if he can continue that with the Raiders.
2: Yeah, yeah. the big worry, he's moving from Big Ben to Derek Carr. In my opinion, that's a slight downgrade. Uh, big well, ben, it's a massive downgrade. It's a downgrade. huge downgrade. I mean, it, he led the league. Antonio Brown led the league last year in uh, receiving touchdowns with 15. He was tied for the second most targets. Um, he's had double-digit touchdowns five out of the last six seasons. I mean, he's going to be a great wide receiver. Is he going to have as good of a season as he did last year? I don't think so, mainly because he's on Oakland.
1: Well, and I, I feel like I need to point out last season. You know, like we mentioned earlier, Big Ben had about six hundred
2: attempts. Yeah, it, it was almost six hundred <sighs> attempts. It's insane.
1: That's that's not going to be the Oakland offense. That's not the team John Gruden wants to coach. You know, they're they're not going to throw it that much, and no. I have real real concerns. About Derek Carr's ability to utilize Antonio Brown mm-hmm. to his ability level, Derek Carr bless his heart seems like a really good dude. Yeah, I would not want him being my starting quarterback. No,
2: I there, there's a lot of worry there if Derek Carr is your starting quarterback, and that's one thing to keep in mind if you're about to draft Antonio Brown. You know, he's, if they can maximize Brown's talents and Carr's talents, he could be. I mean, Brown will be a top ten.
1: Right, and and Brown still has the physical skills. He's getting older. You know There is a certain point where wide receivers start losing their juice. Mm -hmm. Um, But Brown hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. All the metrics of success have continued to be at a high level. So he's not slowing down. The only thing that will affect him is, can the team support a top-tier wide receiver? Exactly. I don't know if they can. I don't expect Brown to disappoint physically. I think the team will disappoint him.
2: Um, That's a good way to put it. Yeah,
1: no, the biggest obstacle in the way of Antonio Brown's fantasy football success is going to be the Raiders being able to sustain drives and give Brown the opportunity to succeed and have high-quality targets. Yeah. Uh, Number 10, overall, we have T.Y. Thank You Hilton.
2: Thank You Hilton. The T.Y.
1: stands for thank you. Um, T.Y. Hilton, you know, he's, he's... that classical people think of him as boomer bust yeah and there's a few interesting statistics that will kind of i'm hoping change the way people think about that Uh, he's had over a thousand yards in five of seven seasons he has been somewhat plagued by the injury bug Mm -hmm. but something people need to know is under the frank reich era the uh recent head coach that was added to the colts he's been more consistent he's been a wide receiver two or better 64 percent of the time so he's really not as boomer bust as people, you know, used yeah. to consider him in. Um, he has a very high ceiling, you know, especially paired up with Andrew Luck and that improved O line. Gunslinger, the, the gunslinger, the gunslinger. Um, but yeah, no, I'm a huge fan of Ty Hilton's. You know, he' not the biggest guy, yeah. not the fastest. Uh-huh. He makes it happen. He's got great hands. he get the job done. Gets the job done. He's never had a double digit TD season, yeah. which is somewhat worrying. Um, but I think Andrew Luck is going to take a huge step forward this year, and mm-hmm. once again remind us why he was taken number one overall. Uh, and with an improved O line, that's going to give Andrew Luck more time to really lock into Ty and take those big downfield plays where Hilton really does, you know, explode Ooh. and really does demonstrate why he is a fantasy football yeah.
2: winner. I agree. I, I agree. I think Andrew Luck uh, and the Ty Hilton connection is going to be very good this season. I think. Ty can get his first double-digit touchdown season. Wow! I think so could, I think he could do it this season. I think it's I think he's going to be at around ten touchdowns. Okay, it's not a, it's, I mean I'm not saying he's going to be top of the league in touchdowns with fifteen. You heard it here first.
1: Antonio Brown thinks Ty Hilton's going to lead the NFL in touchdowns. I never
2: said that. <laughs> never said that. Uh, he's going to get I think around ten. He's going to have a little better season than he did. You talk about it, his injury. He's only really missed three games in the last five seasons. Mm -hmm. So he's not as injured as people think he is. Uh,
1: You know, he he hasn't missed a lot of games. games. He He does deal with hamstring issues. And for a speed player, that really inhibits his ability to separate. So even though he he makes it on the field, it's not the same Mm -hmm. T.Y. So I do get your point where he doesn't miss games. You don't want to put a lame duck on the field. Like, that sucks. When you have a player who says they're hurt, but they go out there, so you put them in your lineup... Then you get burned because they don't really do anything out there. Hopkins did decoy? it last year, though.
2: Hopkins did it
1: last year. I'm sorry. So, are you saying DeAndre Hopkins and T.Y. Hilton are the same
2: caliber? No. Yeah. I'm saying Hopkins dealt with an injury and still performed at his level. I think T.Y., although he didn't perform at the highest level, he still performed dealing with injuries. Do you remember the Hopkins injury? Not as much, no. It was no. not a hamstring injury. For a speedster, was not a, yeah, it was, it wasn't For his as bad. As really, really, yeah.
1: I disagree with you. Yeah. However, <laughs> I do really like Ty Hilton. Um, you know, injuries, mm-hmm. in my opinion, will, you know, be kind of a dark cloud hanging over Ty Hilton. I really love Frank Reich. I love yeah. his offense. I love the Colts. I think Ty Hilton will not let you down. I'm expecting him to finish the season around a top ten. Thanks, Bo
2: Wilders. That's why he's ranked number ten on our list because there's still questions about the injury. And the lack of touchdowns.
1: Yeah, no, I'd be happy with him being my wide receiver one on my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would want to pair him up with someone consistent because, yeah. you know, even though he has been more consistent, I do want someone who can be more, more safe, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, so that wraps up our top ten receiver list. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to end the segment with one of my favorite bits, is what player outside the top ten do you think can finish in the top five? Yeah. Uh, this is my favorite segment because it really lets Andrew and myself R- show you show you guys <laughs> who you can target outside the top 10 for those opportunities. That's where you win championships is by mm-hmm. finding that value. So Andrew, yeah. as the resident person who's wrong, uh, I right. do you go first? Wow.
2: All right. Cool. Uh, so the person that I think... That's out of the top ten that can make top five. I'm already so mad at you. Because <laughs> you know who I'm picking, because I've do. told you before. I do. That man is Amari Cooper. Now, if you listen to our last episode I mentioned on the same game, spoiler, I I think Dak Prescott could be a top five quarterback. I think big reason is that connection to Amari Cooper. Now, all the fantasy owners know Amari Cooper is probably the most inconsistent player on this planet. But whenever you match up against Mario Cooper, you don't want to go against him because of that thought that he can have a 50-point game, which is insane, right? I think he, he is the best quarterback the, in his career because he had Derek Hart thrown him to him previously. Now he's got Dak Prescott. I think that he can make top five. Uh, he's got a very, very high ceiling. He's got a pretty low floor, though. Because, again, <laughs> that inconsistency. Yeah. yep. That incons- He can, I mean, I, I've said it before, this is a make-or-break season for Amari Cooper to prove that he can be a top-tier quarterback. Or, sorry, wide receiver. Uh, he got 1,000 yards last season, 7 TDs, and 75 receptions. So I think if they throw the ball to him a little more. I think he can get about, ooh, I, I'm not sure if I want to say this, I think he can get almost what? 1,500 yards. And I think he'll stay at about the seven touchdown range. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be over 1500. If he's, he's
1: at if he's at 50, I'm trying to cool off yeah, right now. Yeah, go for it. Because that
2: infuriates me to no end. Yeah, 1500 I think, yards. I think highly of him, man. That's what I mean. That's what it takes to get the to top 10 or to top five. You got to get those yards and the touchdowns.
1: Let me let me
2: give you some context. Yeah, only three wide receivers last year. Tyreek Hill.
1: Was at one thousand four hundred seventy nine. Yeah,
2: I think he's gonna get over fifteen hundred. So, oh gosh, I, I think I I, th- I I think he's gonna come close. I think he's gonna be at about fourteen hundred, maybe thirteen hundred. But I think very highly of him. I think I'm really excited for him. But if we're talking who can be in that top five, I'm going to Mark Cooper because it was very very high ceiling. Wow. Okay, I. I mean, you can that, look that's what a he, lot to take. you in. can look what he did to Oakland with Derek no, I, I two, know. you know. He stepped his
1: game up when he went here, to Dallas. Here's the first 5 games of Amari Cooper's 2018 season. He also wants a new I'm, contract. I'm not blaming too. him. Yeah. 2.8, 21.6. Yeah. 3.7, 26.8 and 2. Now this is when he was on Oakland. This is when he was in Oakland. Yeah. Uh he was great with the Cowboys. Mhm. I'm going to be real honest with you, Amari Cooper is the bane of my existence. Yeah. Um, I think he's one of those players I to pick him too. where whenever you start him, he ends up ruining you mm-hmm. because he doesn't perform. And for whatever godforsaken reason, whenever I face Amari Cooper, that's when he goes off for what feels like eight touchdowns and yeah. 3,000
2: yards. That's what it looks like, yeah. Um,
1: you know, I I do like Cooper's talent. You know, it was really fun seeing him in Dallas mm-hmm. with a competent team. Uh, and, you know, whether Amari Cooper has trouble staying focused during the football game, because it kind of seems like he mentally checks out in games. But he was focused with the Cowboys. Yep. You know, he performed really well. I was thoroughly impressed with how he performed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll just list off his point totals for his last, you know, I'll say his last five games. Yeah. So, 13.6, 49.7, which, yeah, let's a, be honest, that's an outlier. That's an outlier. Yeah. Uh, 8.3, 6, 6.1. Yeah. Good team, good player. I would not project him for the top 10. I think your expectations are quite high. It is. But no, I like it. That's a hot take. Yep. And I will be just as surprised as everybody else if he makes top ten.
2: Yes. I'll be very happy. But the, the game of top five, though. Who's going to make top five? Oh,
1: gosh. Yeah, you're right. Top five. I And
2: yeah, I'm talking ceiling. Yeah. I'm to- I think he yep. has one of the biggest upsides out of the I'm wide receivers that don't make blown away the top ten. All right.
1: Well, Is yours AJ with Green? that said, I did not tell Andrew who mine would be yeah. because I know he'd freak out. Oh, God. Uh... The player I think is, if it's is being packer drafted outside the drafted <laughs> If it's 10. a packer wide it's a pack wide receiver. <laughs> it is the opposite. Oh. It's Adam the man Thielen. There it is. Hooked on a Thielen. Hooked on a Thielen. I'm not upset about I've that. I've got at all. a good Thielen. Yeah. You know, the man of many puns. Yep. I really like him. Uh little known fact, you know, he lives pretty clear or pretty close to where I live right now. I've seen him out and about. He's a really good dude. I really like him, and he, he's got a really good head on his shoulders. Yeah. Uh, other than the non-football aspect, Minnesota was a disappointment last season. A little bit. Uh, Brendan, you and Andrew are Viking fans. Yeah. I'm sure you can attest to that. Oh, yeah. Before the season, I boldly predicted that they will not make playoffs, and yeah. I was called a maniac because we do live in Minnesota, I look the people
2: were out. pretty mad at me. I did not call you a maniac. Yeah, Andrew did not.
1: Long story short, they did not make playoffs. <laughs> Um, They kind of fell apart. They didn't seem to know how to win games. I I think it's going to turn around. I think it's really hard for a quarterback to come into a new system like Kirk Cousins did. I don't think Kirk Cousins is elite, but I do think he's better than what he showed last season. Uh, Adam Thielen, he finished wide receiver seven on the season, which is shocking. You really wouldn't think he did, but he started out so incredibly hot. And he flamed out so incredibly hard. So his production from the first half of the season really did carry over. Um, It really did pump up his value. And I'm hoping because he finished so poorly, that'll keep his ADP relatively low. Um, I think Kirk will return to a quality quarterback this year in his second year in the system. I feel like he's one of those quarterbacks who can't necessarily be great on his own. He needs a system to set him up for success. As he gets more comfortable in the system, I think he'll take a step forward. Thielen really has shown his upside in the past. And for the first chunk of the season, he demonstrated Mm -hmm. he is a top five wide receiver when things are
2: clicking. Yeah. Um, I hope I'm wrong. This is the first time ever I'm going to say on the record. (laughs) I hope I'm wrong as a Viking fan. The issue is they need to improve the offensive line. Yeah. Because it was disastrous last season. You're not giving Kirk Cousins enough time to throw the ball. Yeah, it was not good. I I can see Adam Thielen getting top five, and I hope he does, because he makes these amazing catches that he shouldn't catch.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I think it's pretty clear. Kirk Cousins does appear to favorite Adam Thielen. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a pretty popular Thielen-Stefan Diggs discussion. For me, it's not even a debate. I think it's pretty clearly Thielen. They're really good friends outside of football, and I think that just makes their connection that much deeper. And that's hard to replicate. Um, you know, I, I think Thielen's going to be a post-hype breakout, um, because he ended the season so poorly. I think expectations are low. Like I said, he's going to outperform. He's shown what he can do. Kirk is going to take a step forward. Something people need to remember is, uh, Mike Zimmer's fighting for his job. (laughs) He's really on the fence right now with, whether the Vikings are going to extend him or not. Mm-hmm. So I think he knows to accommodate that. He's going to need to highlight his offensive players with a focus on Thielen. Um, unfortunately, the Vikings play in a division that's very defense heavy. Yeah. The Bears are arguably the best defense in football. The Packers aren't great, but they've definitely improved. They still have Mike Daniels, though. Yeah, I'm not that worried. <laughs> Um, now, to the Lions, the Detroit Lions. Which makes the Lions better. You know, Matt Patricia, as weird as he is as a coach, I think he has a good defensive mind, and their team's getting better in defense. So Thielen will need to, you know, make the most of his opportunities. I think he can. He's shown what he can do with a heavy workload. Mm-hmm. He's my best bet for someone who can finish as a top five wide receiver. I would take the plunge on Adam Thielen. I like
0: it. Well, that sounds like. That is going to wrap up our episode today. So thank you all for listening to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Again, if you enjoyed your time, please be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. And be sure to check out our website for awesome information about fantasy football at barelyathletic.com. We will see you next time.
2: Later. See you.